Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. I'm Mark Gilinov, a cardiac surgeon at the Cleveland Clinic, and my special area of interest is in robotic mitral valve repair surgery. I'm Dr. Daniel Burns, cardiac surgeon at Cleveland Clinic and specializing in robotic and minimally invasive mitral valve surgery. When patients come to the Cleveland Clinic with mitral valve prolapse or degenerative mitral valve disease, those are two terms for the same thing, they have a leaking mitral valve and one of their key questions is, should I get a repair of my valve or a replacement? And that gets to the concept that mitral valve repair is superior to mitral valve replacement in almost all patients who have mitral valve prolapse and a leaking mitral valve. People who get a mitral valve repair don't have to take any anticoagulants or blood thinners and most often never need another cardiac surgical procedure or never need heart surgery again for the rest of their lives. They go back to a completely normal life. That's the reason that we aim to repair the valve in people with mitral valve prolapse, and we can repair 99% of these valves and restore people to a normal life and a normal quality of life. Many times when people seek out the Cleveland Clinic for their mitral valve repair operation, they seek it out because of the possibility of have it done, having it done with robotic assistance. So avoiding dividing the breastbone to get at the heart and the mitral valve. In most cases of isolated mitral valve disease uh, because of prolapse, we can do this robotically, but there are a certain number of tests we have to get in order to determine whether or not the patient is going to be a minimally invasive candidate. So when you come to the Cleveland Clinic, you'll have an ultrasound of the heart, a CT scan, and a cardiac catheterization looking at the arteries to make sure one, everything looks good and safe for a robotic operation, and two, that there's nothing else that needs to be done that might take that possibility away, making it a better option to go through the breastbone. Once we have all the testing done and completed, we make our final decision with the primary goal of giving the best, safest operation for the patient. When people are thinking about their mitral valve surgery, they think about three different things in general, three different questions. First, what's the risk? Because you want the lowest risk operation possible. Second, what's the likelihood of repairing my valve? Because valve repair is better than valve replacement. And third, can I get this done robotically or minimally invasively through a little incision like this instead of a standard incision? And it is most important to get a safe operation and to get a valve repair. And here at Cleveland Clinic, our operative risk for mitral valve surgery is less than one in a thousand. And our repair rate is more than 99%. Why do it robotically? Because if we can do your operation robotically, you're going to have a quicker recovery. You can drive right away after leaving the hospital if you're not on pain medicines. You can be more active more quickly. You have a lower risk of needing a blood transfusion with robotic surgery, a lower risk of infection. And of course, cosmetically, it's better. You don't look like you had heart surgery. So if we can deliver the same safety, the same effectiveness through an incision this big, that's what we're going to do for you. 
Patients often question whether or not their valve repair is going to be as good if we do it robotically versus conventionally. And our goal has always been to offer the same operation in terms of quality, safety, and durability. And if any of those things aren't going to match up, we won't compromise the results just to do a minimally invasive operation. Thankfully, regardless of whether it's a conventional operation or a robotic-assisted operation, our repair rates when we set out to repair the valve are better than 99%. Similarly, the safety of the operation is not compromised, and our mortality risk, as Dr. Gilanov alluded to earlier, is exceptionally low, far less than 1% in either case. Our goal is to offer the same operation from a different access point. And if we can achieve all of our other goals in terms of safety, quality, and durability, then in our opinion, smaller is better. Robotic mitral valve surgery is very much a specialty. It is important for your robotic team to have experience because there is an extensive learning curve to robotic surgery. Thankfully, at Cleveland Clinic, we completed that learning curve years ago. We've done more than 2,100 robotic mitral valve operations with exceptional results for our patients. Patients traveling from across the country and around the world, leaving Cleveland with an outstanding echocardiogram, meaning their valve is fixed and a small incision on their chest so that they look great and they don't feel like they had much done. Occasionally when I speak to patients, there's a misconception that robotic-assisted heart surgery is different than, quote, open heart surgery. The two are very much the same. However, one involves the conventional approach in dividing the breastbone to access the heart, and one allows us to go through the rib spaces on the right side. The core of the operation, however, does involve the heart-lung bypass machine, stopping the heart, and actually opening up one of the chambers of the heart to access your valve. I always encourage patients to seek out the safest operative solution, and that may not be robotic-assisted surgery for a variety of reasons. The main goal should be to have the safest, most effective, most durable operation. One piece of advice I give to patients is to gather as much information as they can. After being told that someone needs a heart operation, that can be very daunting. And the initial strategy or the proposed strategy may not make a lot of sense right away. Oftentimes patients aren't really sure where to turn and they look around for a second opinion. And that's completely okay. What we want is for everyone to be well informed before undertaking heart surgery so that they can make the best decision for themselves going forward. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.